Welcome to Victory GP. We're excited you've joined us, and we hope you're impacted and inspired by today's message. So Father, I'm thankful for the privilege to be able to preach, not from my pulpit, but somebody else's. And uh, thank you, Father, for the blessing that this church is in this community. Thank you, God, for the seven other plus churches, God, that have been planted out of this church all through the north. And Father, we just thank you for a fruitful, fruitful vine that this church is. And we thank you for Pastor Charlotte and Wayne. We thank you for all the leadership team here. We thank you, God, for this incredible congregation that just won't quit. Nothing can stop it. Lord, I thank you for making us an unstoppable church and an unstoppable movement in this hour. Now, Lord, bless your word. Holy Spirit, give us insight and revelation in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Wow. So we're going to start in Romans chapter 1 this morning. It's a good place to start. One of the most powerful books of the New Testament, book of Romans. It basically covers all the teachings of Jesus and just dissects it. That's basically what the Apostle Paul did when he wrote the book of Romans. And so it's very, very powerful. Romans chapter 1 and verses 17. I'll start in 16 there. For I'm not ashamed. Everybody say, I'm not ashamed. We're not ashamed to be called Christians, are we? Amen. None of us are. We're not ashamed. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Wow. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Interesting. Righteousness is revealed through faith. You can never know your righteousness in Christ except by faith. Okay, so it's revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just or the justified shall live by faith. Amen? So I think it's an important time that we uh, talk about things like this because this has been a horrific year. This is March. If you don't remember, it was March last year. What was the day that they announced the pandemic, the 15th or 16th? And uh, 15th? And so we've been just about a year, eight days short. And uh, it's amazing we're all still here. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I think we should give the Lord a clap. Amen. Yeah, we're actually still here. We're breathing. Wow. And if you're breathing, you're doing pretty good right now. Amen. So that's important. March is an amazing month. Hebrews chapter 6 or 11 and verse 6, it says, For without faith... It's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. And so faith is such an incredibly important element in our Christian walk. And you're going to see that as we go on today. And what I want to do today is encourage you in your faith. Because for us to really enter 221 after this uh, March, uh, we are going to have to be in faith for everything that God is going to produce. And God is looking for a church that is full of faith. Amen? And so... It's so important that we understand our faith. You know, it's really interesting. In Romans 10, 17, uh, it says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing. Bill Johnson said this about that. He said, notice it does not say faith comes by having heard. The whole nature of faith implies a relationship with God that is current. 
And here's the question this morning. Is your faith current? Is it a now faith? Or is it a faith that you had a couple, 10 years ago? I remember praying in tongues 30 years ago. What are you doing now? What are you believing God for right now in this hour? Amen? What in your life right now is requiring faith? Is there anything? Because your faith pleases God. And so it's based on, uh, is your faith current? And then the emphasis uh, is on the hearing in the now. So today, we're listening to God's word. Faith is increasing even as we're sitting here this morning. Amen? So there's a danger in the day that we're living with everything that we've just gone through that we can become very feeling-based because our feelings have really been challenged this last year. Some of you have been struggling with jobs or professions or whatever's happening in your life. You may have even lost some loved ones during this time as well. Uh, we do a work down in Ensenada, Mexico as well. We have a Zion Victory Church down there that we've uh, worked on helping plant and, and the base down there. But you know, there was, we counted a minimum of 12 pastors that died of COVID in that area. Amen. And uh, so people have been sorely challenged. And our base, God bless them, right in the middle of it all, Terry and Bernadita have been able to feed hundreds, if not thousands of people during this last year and reach out to a lot of people down there at the base. So we're so thankful that we could be down there. But this COVID thing has touched a lot of people's lives. Amen? And, and that's why it's so important today. I, I just feel on this March day, this one-year anniversary, that we need to get on the other side of this thing. Amen? I believe we're just about to break through. It's going to be post-COVID. Amen? I'm just going to declare that right now and prophesy post-COVID in Jesus' name after this month of March. And I just wonder again, Pastor Charlotte, if this meeting this week, this prophetic meeting that we're going to have here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, is part of that, that God's going to use that, amen, to stop that plague in this province, in this nation, amen? We are the healing. Our nation is a healer of the nations. That's our prophetic purpose. And the very thing that's plaguing the world is a sickness and disease. Amen? And God wants to do something about that. You know, it's interesting. Every time God is going to move in a powerful way, often the enemy will try to forfeit it, short-circuit it, stop it. Even with Jesus when he was, going, when he was born. Amen? Herod had all the babies killed. Even when Moses, amen, was, was, was a baby, they killed all the other babies. Every time that God wants to do something specific, the enemy tries to forfeit it in some way. Have you noticed? Amen. So we're not going to get discouraged in this hour, even though we've had discouraging moments. We're not going to get downtrodden in this hour, even though we've, we've had many changes and things have happened, even financially for many of us in the, in the body of Christ. But there's a danger that we can become very feeling-based and emotionally based, I believe, in this hour, and I want to encourage you this morning, we need to continue to grow our faith. The one thing that Satan hates in you more than anything else is your faith. Amen? The Bible says that the enemy comes immediately after the word is sown in your heart. He'll come immediately to steal it from your heart. Why? Because the word will produce faith in your life. Amen? And so it's so important that we continue to grow in our faith in this hour. You know, they aren't wrong to have, uh, to have, we have, 
we've all had them. These times where we've depended on our feelings, depended on our emotions, and uh, we've been discouraged at times. And our feelings are like, uh, like the Alberta weather. <laughs> Pastor Charlotte was talking a little bit about that. But the Alberta weather, you know, you, you, just, it, you just wait a minute and it changes, right? We have snow last week, amen, here, and it looked like, you know, it was crazy. And then the next day it's beautiful and, and uh, it looks like spring is here. We're springing ahead next Sunday, guys, next Saturday night, so get ready for that. But our feelings are like the Alberta weather many times. And feelings can, are very fickle, very fickle, by faith-based. But faith-based on God and His Word is as solid as a rock and it doesn't move. And we know in the end times that everything that can be shaken from the book of Hebrews will be shaken. Why is it shaking? To see what's of God and what's not of God. Amen? So there will be a sifting. Even Peter was sifted. And Jesus said, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you, Peter. Amen? So there's times of sifting. There's times of separation. And uh, there's a reason for all of those things that are happening. God never wastes either a good or a bad experience in our lives. Amen? If you've gone through hell this last year, just don't stop. Keep walking. Amen? Keep moving forward. Don't stay there. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Amen. So important that we keep moving. Matthew 16, 18 says, And I, Jesus, also say to you that you are, and he was talking to Peter, but we can put our name there. And he said, On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. The church that Jesus is building is not going to be prevailed against. You know, we, we never had one death in this church. Amen. And I just want to say thank you for all the people that have been praying. We had a gentleman in the hospital this week uh, with internal bleeding and just all of a sudden it disappeared. Why is that? Because of this church body. People are praying. Amen. People are praying and standing for one each another encouraging each other that way and that's so important don't ever stop that you know when somebody comes to your mind you just think why is that person in my mind just pray for them amen just pray for them right away and uh, I believe that's God touching your heart to intercede and stand in the gap for that person but like Peter we too are those living stones that God is using to build it's solid and immovable the church that he's building is solid and immovable. it's not brick and mortar it's us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it said that the latter glory of the latter temple is going to be greater than the former. Amen. Do you know the glory was so great in 2 Chronicles 7 there. It talks about when they, when they dedicated the new temple to God. And it says that the glory of God, the manifest glory of God came into the temple to such a degree that they couldn't even walk into it. If there was anybody near it, they just fell on the ground. Amen. Well, that temple, that same temple now is you and me. We're the bearers of the presence of God, of the glory of God. The Bible even says that he's crowned us with glory and honor. Each one of us. We carry the honor and glory of God upon us. Amen. When you enter a room, the atmosphere changes. Amen. Because God's glory and honor rests upon you. And it's not just in the church room. It's when you go to work. The presence and glory of God changes there too. 
I used to work in a slaughterhouse near Brooks. Anybody ever been near Brooks? If you forget what it looks like, you'll never forget what it smells like, right? God bless you in Brooks, amen? Brooks is an awesome city. Hallelujah. But I worked with 200 sinners there in the lakeside feeders at that time. And I was, I was the only believer. They called me preacher. But when I walked into that place, the atmosphere changed. Amen. They all criticized me when they were in the bunches. But when they were alone, they would come crying to me about their marriages. Amen. See, people know where the glory and presence of God is. And you know where it is? It's in you. You're the church. Dave, you were in the, or whoever was in the hospital just recently. But uh, I don't want to say who was. But yeah, it's nobody here. But... Uh, you know, we, I'll use another illustration. One of our students in Africa, yeah, we got them all bikes because the dorm where the guys lived was quite a ways away from where the school was. So we bought bicycles and they would uh, ride these Raleigh bikes, these English bicycles to school every day. Well, one day he was on the road and he, he hit a car head on somehow. The car verged and, and took him out head on. He hit the windshield, bashed the windshield out. And we had to take him to the hospital to see how he was doing. But while he was in the hospital, instead of, uh, you know, feeling sorry for himself, he was leading everybody else in the hospital to the Lord. Amen. And God completely healed him. See, the glory of God was on him. Amen. Little James Bosey, if you're listening from Kenya this morning, God bless you. But he's a powerful man of God. So during, during coronavirus this past year, our faith, our faith has really been sorely tested. It really has in many ways. And and uh, as a pastor, you know, you'll hear just about everything that goes on and so many challenges that uh, we've been through in this last year. But have you noticed that after a while, you just got tired of listening to the news? Have you noticed the news? It never gets better. It only gets worse. Amen. Uh, now there's a new strain, not just strain one, but strain two and strain three. And now they're already talking about strain five. Amen. I'll tell you what, if you're not living in faith, you better start. And if you're not quoting Psalm 91 over yourself and your family, amen? No plague shall come near my dwelling. A thousand will fall at my right hand and 10,000 at my left hand. And it shall not come near my dwelling, amen? You need to speak that over your home and over your marriage, over your family in this hour. Amen? Because I think we're just in the beginning of a lot of interesting experiences before the coming of Jesus Christ, amen? First uh, Peter uh, chapter 1 is a very good uh, depiction here. It talks about faith. And it says in verse um, 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, imperishable, and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Everybody say, reserved in heaven. Do you know that there's something reserved in heaven for you? Wow. You know, I, I love being with people in the hospital that are getting ready to pass on. Amen? And sometimes they get too far to where they don't want to come back here because they see what God has preserved in heaven for them. It says, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor the heart perceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Amen? Now that's on earth as well, the things that God blesses us with here. But if we could see what God has preserved for us in heaven, that's imperishable. We'd all want to go there. Problem with going to heaven is you have to die to get there. I would much rather prefer the rapture, amen? 
I've already got my ticket bought. Amen. It's a one-way ticket. And you know what's left after the rapture? Holy smoke. Right? Let's keep this, let's keep this on track here. Verse 5. Pastor Charlotte's probably heard that one ten times. But <laughs> isn't that terrible after you've pastored a church for 23 years? Everybody hears your jokes about ten times, you know. That's why it's get to get a, good to get a new pastor in because they got new jokes. It really, it really is, right? Okay, verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith. Kept. How are you kept? By the power of God through faith. That's how we're all kept. We're kept until the coming of the Lord through, the, through faith. For salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. What days are we living in? We're living in those last times, folks. Amen. I remember when we got saved in, in 1979, we thought Jesus was coming the same week. Everybody was preaching on the coming of Jesus. So we all canceled our, 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 we all canceled our life insurance. Amen. We just said, you know what? We don't need life insurance. We've got assurance from Jesus. Amen. 41 years later, I'm buying new insurance. You know, it's really expensive. <laughs> really expensive. All right, yeah. But it says in the last time. So we're living in those times. They're exciting times. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while. Everybody say a little while. That's what this last year was. It was just a little while. You know, a thousand years is like one day to God. The one year that we just went through is nothing. It's not even a speck in eternity. Amen. Sometimes we just need to shuffle ourselves off, shake ourselves down. And just get up and get going. Shake it off and just keep going. Amen. So it, this little while. If need be you have been grieved by various trials and distresses. That the genuineness of your faith. There it is again. The genuineness of your faith being more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire. May be found to the praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. Do you know what your faith is worth? It's worth more than all the gold and silver in the earth. Your faith is worth more than all of it combined. Guard your faith. Feed your faith. Starve your fears. Amen? In this hour, it's so important. Faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. When is faith? Now. Not what you had last year. Not what you had six months ago. How is your faith doing right now? Now faith. Amen? Is very, very important. In verse 8 it says, Whom having not seen you love. We can't see him, but we love him. How do we love God? You know how we do it? We do it by loving other people. Because he said, How can you possibly say you love me? When you can't love the people that you can see. And so the way that I love my father. Is by loving other people. Amen. It doesn't matter. Seem where I go. There's always people. I was sitting at Tim's yesterday. That's where God shows. And McDonald's. Uh, and you know for my birthday a couple weeks ago. I got eight Tim Corton cards. Thank you. I'm starting to sew them out. But there I am sitting there. Tim Horton's. The glory of God is on that place. There's vehicles. 
yeah, the parking lot's filled with people having their whatever in the vehicle. There's a guy walking by on the other side of the street. I recognized him. He had a backpack on, and I saw him, and then I just thought, okay. And then the next minute, he's standing right at my window. Well, he had all, every vehicle in the parking lot there that he could have gone to, but where did he go? Where the glory dwells. They can feel it. Young man, 27 years old, and uh, man, we had a good time. Used my Tim Hortons card. I was able to buy him a nice lunch. How do you love God? By loving people. Every time I love somebody, I loved God. Mother Teresa said this. She's, somebody asked her, how can you possibly minister to the dying in the streets day after day? You know what she said? She says that when I look into their eyes, I see Jesus. When you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. How do you love the Father? Love people. Love your husband. Love your wife. Love your kids. We were at Mark and Santa's the other day. They, we went over there. We didn't expect this at all, but they put on borscht. They're both from Latvia, Russia area there. So they put on Russian borscht. Well, we all have borscht. It was wonderful. And uh, here they are with the baby and everything there. It was just wonderful. Amen? And, uh, and they just... They're loving Jesus by loving that little baby, Brianna. Amen? Mark's changing diapers all day and all night long. He is the diaper king. Amen? And he's really learning to love sacrificially. Amen? You know, if your love for people doesn't cost you something, it's not really love. It should cost you something. That's why it's always good to have a little extra money in your pocket and a Tim Hortons card in the other one, and in a McDonald's. Maybe we could talk about some McDonald's uh, certificates afterwards, but... <laughs> Amen. But we are the church. The church isn't the building. We are. It's the temple where the glory of God dwells. Amen. Each one of us. And like Peter, we too are living stones that God is using to build it solid and immovable. Amen. So a diamond can't be polished to its true beauty without friction, and our faith can't be perfected without trials. Amen? So at verse 8, there again it says, Whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. That's what we did this morning. We can't see the presence of God. Sometimes you can in a glory crowd, but, but we're here worshiping him as if he's here. And the truth is, he is. You know, when we were in the old post office upstairs there, uh, Pastor Darren and Angie came up, and they both gave their lives to Jesus in that upper room in that place. And you know, Angie, uh, when we were having a service up in that little room up there, she said that she saw Jesus walking up and down the aisles. Do you know that Jesus is here this morning? He is. He's walking up and down these aisles, and he's touching people. Amen. We had a new, a new couple here this morning in the first service that just both gave their lives to Christ just recently. Three weeks ago. Incredible what God is doing. Amen. We uh, preached in Valley View Victory Church just a couple weeks ago. We had 10 people put their hands up for salvation or rededication. In Valley View, Alberta, people, the church is starting to pack out in Valley View. Amen. Aren't you glad? So... When you're coming home from Edmonton from now on and you get into Valley View, you bless Valley View all the way through. In the name of Jesus, God is moving in power in that little community. It's awesome. 
And uh, Pastor Carol is doing an awesome job there. So receiving the end of your what? Your end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. You need faith to get born again. You need faith to live now. And you need faith to enter into you the end when you receive the re reward of your salvation. Amen? So important. Faith that's untested is not real faith. And God is building a rock-solid faith in each and every one of us through these times. It's like the diamond that he's shining. It takes friction to get the shine on those diamonds. Amen? And that's what he's doing with each one of us. When, you, when I look around this room, I see a bunch of diamonds. Then there's Derek Casey, still a chunk of coal. Amen? <laughs> you know, Derek, I don't know what it is about you, but it, it just... Like, you just, there's a pull that way, you know. But he's just a little further behind than the rest of us. But we're all being polished in this house. Amen. And maybe Derek might need a hug from a few of you after the, the, the thing today. Amen. But you know, this isn't wasted time. I don't know about you, but when it started in March last year, I had a strong sense. Paul, don't waste this time. Use it wisely. Because this year, 2020, was a preparation year for 2021. It always is. And if you took, took advantage of what God was doing in 2020, God, you're going to be much more ready for what God wants to do in this new year of 2021. I am so excited about these. I'm so excited about the meetings this week. Can you imagine people actually coming from southern Alberta to the north? You know how hard that is to get somebody to move up here? Amen. So we're going to pack this place out with a bunch of, you know, those uh, pansy Southern Albertans. Amen. God bless you. I mean, you've got to be tough to live in Grand Prairie. Pastor Charlotte, I'm sorry. We might have to apologize this weekend. But you know, you've got to be tough to live in Grand Prairie. Amen. I tell you what. Boy, the first, first day that we were here when we moved here in 1995... It was so cold that I went to plug in my vehicle and my plug-in broke off. It was so cold. 50 below. I said, man, it's cold here. Amen. I'll tell you what, when the tough gets, you know, going gets tough. The tough get going. But anyway, we're going to pack this place out with a bunch of those uh, fair-weathered southern Albertas. God bless them. So it's not wasted time. Nothing in your life is wasted by God. Your divorce, God won't waste that. The death of a loved one in your family, God won't waste that. Your bankruptcy, God won't waste that. He didn't cause it, but he'll use it for something great in your life. Amen? And some of us have been through all three of those and more. But look at us. We're sitting here today. We're filled with the joy of the Lord, and God's doing great things. Amen? Isn't that awesome? And so this is not wasted time but can be some of the greatest times of our lives right now. Right now. And you know, I was thinking about that this morning in Psalms 46 and verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Do you know God works most of all in the quiet, still places of your life? If we're anxious, running around, busy for God, it's very seldom then that you'll hear God. It's like Elijah in the cave. When did he hear the, the Lord? In a still small voice. 
Remember there was the earthquake and then there was the wind and everything was happening. Rocks were falling. And then it was in dead silence that God spoke to Elijah. God works in silence. You know, Mother Teresa said this. She said, we want to find God and he can't be found in noise and restlessness. God is the friend of silence. See how nature, trees and flowers and grass grow in silence. See the stars, the moon and the sun, how they move in silence. We need silence to be able to touch souls. Amen. And for me, I, I went to uh, King's Fold one time. It's a retreat center near Calgary. Um, and uh, you couldn't talk while you ate. And I don't know if you know me very well. But uh, I wanted to say something. I was sitting with a bunch of pastors and I was in this silent retreat center and we were supposed to be quiet. That was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. Yeah, and you're laughing at me, but I can just imagine you. <laughs> we couldn't talk until we got outside. So I rushed outside and said something, amen? <laughs> but you know what? God works in silence. And it's when we're the most silent and rested on the inside that we hear God the greatest. Not when we're striving or anxious, but when we're silent and resting. Say, God, I want to hear your voice today. That's why it's so important you find those silent, quiet places every day. Jesus would go even before the sun came up, and he would find a quiet, silent place. And he would sit there with the silent trees and the rocks. He would sit there before the birds got up and squawked. And he would hear his father speak. And his father would download his whole day to him. Jesus, my son, you're going to raise a man from the, day to, from the dead today. His name is Lazarus. Don't be concerned about it. He's going to, I'm going to let him die first. And then you're going to go raise him from the dead. Amen? Jesus heard exactly what he needed to do every day in the silence and the quietness of his prayer time and devotion with his father. If you don't have a time like that during the day, or you don't have a day off once a week that should be your Sabbath day, you probably aren't hearing God the way he wants you to hear him yet. The Sabbath day is for a reason. It's to get quiet and still and hear the Father. Amen? And coming from me, guys, that's big. That's huge. So the children of Israel were in slavery for over 400 years in Egypt. And when they were finally delivered by God through Moses, God didn't take them directly to the promised land, even though he wanted to. He led them through the wilderness. They could have gone in in 12 or 13 days if they would have gone straight through. But because of their grumbling and complaining and griping and anxiety, God had to take them around for 40 years. Amen? And I don't think God wants to do that for any one of us. But if he has to, he will. Amen? So God provided food and water in abundance, but the people rebelled against God and Moses. In spite of all their needs being made, they still complained. Any of you ever done that like me? This last year, has anybody complained a little bit? Just a little bit. Amen? They grumbled and complained for most of the 40 years and even made a golden calf idol to worship and replace God. Do you know what we do? When we have a sense of entitlement and we're, 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 we don't have an attitude of gratitude, is we invent other gods to worship. 
We become what we worship. Amen? And in their day, they made a calf out of gold, and they worshiped the calf. Amen? And so they never did go into the promised land. None of them did. They were ungrateful and unthankful, and they lost sight of God's goodness. God was being good to them the whole while, and they didn't accept it. Oh, that men, Psalms 107, verse 8, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Three times in that chapter, he almost begs the people, Oh, that you would give thanks to me for my goodness and my wonderful works to the children of men. Just thank me. How many lepers returned after Jesus healed ten? That's a very small percentage of people that are thankful for what God is doing in their lives. I implore you today, start thanking God. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, in everything. How many things? In everything, give thanks. The good and the challenging things. Thank Him for them and He will bring you through. If you want to stay in the wilderness for 40 years, just be grumbling and complaining instead of thanking God for what's happening in your life. Amen. I remember one time we were driving. I was exercising this um, one time in my life to be thankful that way. And it was actually Denny Valero. We were coming back from, we were coming back from uh, Lake Louise one time. And this rock about that big came out of the back wheel of a truck. And uh, without even thinking, it hit my windshield and veered off and cracked my windshield. Not very bad, though. Huge rock. And I said, praise the Lord. And Denny was sitting here and says, are you crazy? I said, no. The windshield didn't get knocked out, amen? We're all alive, amen? Just be thankful. Have an attitude of gratitude in everything that you do. So people replace God. Uh, so the people replaced God and did whatever pleased them in their own eyes. And they replaced their trust and their faith in God who was taking care of them. So in other words, God's not doing what I want him to do. So I'm going to do whatever I want to do. That's a bad choice. God didn't come through for me in 220. So I'll just go my own way and do my own thing. If God's not going to do it, then I'll do it. That's the wrong attitude. Amen. God's working in all of our hearts. Amen. And one thing we have to remember about God, God is not our servant. If God is still your servant, your life is a mess. But if you are God's servant, God is doing extraordinary things in your life. Amen. And I encourage some of you here today, make God your servant. Don't make God your servant. Be his servant. Amen. And see what God does. Bill Johnson said this, if God is your servant, you will be continually disappointed in him. But if you are his servant, he will continually exceed all of your highest expectations. Wow. Amen. So if you've ever felt or even uncertain or been felt frustrated or uncertain in this last season, amen, this corona time that we've been through, I want to declare today on March the 7th, 2021, this is the last day. Let's put it all, let's put it all beneath us. Amen. 
And whatever we've struggled with, whatever challenges we've had, let's begin to thank the Lord again because he's waiting for a church to praise him and to thank him as he brings us through this, this time. Amen? Psalms 27, 13 says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed or had faith and trusted in that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Do you know life as a Christian is an endurance? Matthew 24, 13 says, But to those who endure to the end shall be saved. The Christian walk is an endurance. I totally believe in the joy of the Lord and dancing and prosperity and all the blessings of God. But do you realize that in many ways it's really an endurance? And the key is don't quit. Don't quit. Hebrews implores us, don't quit, don't stop. Keep going. Amen? And that's what I want to say to each one of you this morning. We've been through a hard time, but don't stop. Keep going. Keep encouraging each other. One of the hardest things for most people to do is wait. And yet God says, wait, be silent in my presence. Wow. That's hard to do for many of us. When God pushes the pause button on our lives, even this past March last year, the question is, how did we respond? How did we respond when the button got pushed? It's really going to determine how this year is going to unfold. Now, thank God for repentance. We can still ask forgiveness. Say, Father, forgive me where I missed it this last year. And help me, Lord. I want to read Philippians 4. And this is in the Amplified Version, I think. They've got this up on the screen as well. But Paul, as we know, went through many things, the apostle. And uh, it says there in the amplified version of Philippians 4, 11 through 13, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Amen? Whatever state. Wow. And the, the, word, or in the, amplified, the word content is satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted. Wow. I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am, high or low, good or bad. Verse 12, I know how to be abased and, I know I, and, I, and live humbly. Paul's greatest gift to the world was when he was in prison. He wrote 13 books of the Bible. Wow. Well, he was in prison. He, was, he found the presence of the Lord there, and God downloaded 13 books of the New Testament to him. I wonder what God wants to download to you and I as we find that place of contentment and quietness with him. Amen? It goes on to say that uh, he knows how to be abased and to live humbly in straitened circumstances, and I know how, how also to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having all sufficiency and enough to spare or going without and being in want. Verse 13, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me, for I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him. Wow. 
powerful verse who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Woo! Amen. Some of you need to write that down. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Read that in the Amplified. Try some of the other versions as well. But that will set you free. Amen. You know, Paul the Apostle was unstoppable. Joshua and Caleb were unstoppable. When everybody else criticized and grumbled, they went into the promised land. Amen. And Paul was unstoppable. And so can we be in 221. 1 John 5, 4, it says, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We will not overcome in this hour except through faith. Amen? You are only as far as your last faith statement of your life. Amen? We need to speak out. Paul said in uh, it's Romans 14, 17, it says that, that Abraham spoke those things that were not as though they are. That's what faith does. I love what somebody else said. If you can't see it yet and it doesn't exist, you're moving in the right direction. I'll say that again to this side. If you can't see it yet, what you're trusting God for, and it doesn't exist yet, you're moving in the right direction. Amen? Because Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things, what? Not seen. And Romans 4.17, speaking those things that are not as though they are. So what are you trusting God for, and what are you speaking in faith? What faith are you releasing right now for your future? Amen? What are you speaking for your future? Is it poverty? Is it more discouragement? Is it pain? Amen? You know, Jabez's name was pain. And he says, God, I don't want that name anymore. And he cried out to God, and God changed him and transformed him and blessed him. Your confession of faith means everything. Everything. Life and death are in, the, are in the power of the tongue. What are you speaking today? Really, what we're living today is a product and result of what we spoke yesterday. Faith always speaks ahead of time before it sees or the thing exists. Amen? I'm speaking 42 more church plants in the next four years. That's insane. Are you crazy? 42 church plants, Paul. And that's not only in villages and towns, that's in reservations and settlements. I believe we need to re reboot the church and relaunch all the churches in the First Nations, Métis, and Inuit settlements all through the north right to Yuktayuktuk. Anybody want to get involved? Amen? Yes, why not? 42 church plants in the next four years. And you know what? It's all fruit from this church. Every bit of it. Amen? So who infuses inner strength? Powerful. And then I'm going to finish with John here. John chapter 6, if you'll just go there. Jesus is talking here to his disciples. This is really interesting. When I read this the first time, I had to read it a couple extra times because I thought, did they actually say that? But in verse 66, it says there, From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked with him no more. Wow. And what time was that? 
You know what time that was? He had fed the thousands and they wanted more food and he never fed them any more food. And then he told them, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Oops. To a Jew, that was the worst thing you could say to a Jew. Eat my flesh and drink my blood? Are you crazy? Now, obviously, that was spiritual. It wasn't natural. But they missed it. And so because they didn't get what they wanted or hear what they wanted to hear, they walked away and walked with Jesus no more. I want to say this as a precaution, guys. Do not be very careful. Be very careful what you begin, the, the conclusions that you come to about your relationship with the Lord in this hour. Because the enemy is stirring up a lot of garbage to make people walk away from Jesus and walk with him no more. Amen? So guard your faith. Starve your fear and guard your faith. And then it goes on to say there, it says, Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Amen? Jesus has the words of eternal life. Who, who are you going to follow in this hour? It's got to be Jesus. He's got the words of eternal life. Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Stand on the word. Psalms 1 at 19 and verse 89, it says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven or forever established. It will never pass away. And we too can live a settled life when we base our life and our faith on God and his word. Are you willing to do that this year? Father, I just ask right now that you would forgive us. God, wherever we've doubted you in this last year. Father, where fear, doubt, or unbelief have come up into our hearts. And Lord, we've said things and we've done things that were totally against our character because we got into fear and we got out of faith. Lord, I thank you for the precious faith that you've given each one of us. Romans 12, 3 says that you've given each one of us a measure of faith when we were born again. We couldn't have been born again without faith. And you even gave us the faith so that we could be saved. And Lord, you said in Jude 20 that we could build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the spirit language that you've given us and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit so that we can build ourselves up. Father, forgive us for neglecting our faith. Forgive us for neglecting the word in any way or questioning, questioning your goodness in this last year. Father, forgive us and restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Renew a right spirit within each and every one of us. And Lord, we determine in this new year that we will build our faith, the seed faith that you've planted in each and every one of us. And that Lord, we will be ready for every occasion and every situation to be strong in the Lord and to do exploits in 221. Cause us all, Lord, to increase in our faith this year and to grow in every way. Not only for ourselves, but the faith that we have for others as well. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, 
Amen. Amen. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, you haven't put your trust in Him yet, just by a show of your hands, would you do that just really quickly? Just say, Pastor, I'm not even born again. I don't know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. If that's you this morning, just boldly put up your hand. And we'll pray with you this morning. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Is there anyone this morning? Young man, old man, young woman, older woman, children, anybody? Amen. God bless you, Brian. I see you over there. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word today. I thank you, Lord, that faith comes by hearing your word and hearing your word and hearing your word and hearing your word. Father, thank you for keeping me through this last year. And I believe this coming year can be one of the greatest years of my life. Father, I thank you that faith always takes me forward. And Father, I thank you that there's a future and a hope in faith. So Lord, I desire to live that life that I was born to live for you to bring glory and honor to your name with every breath that I breathe, with every day that I live from this moment forward. Fill me anew with your Holy Spirit your grace and power and love in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for doing it today and I give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message from Victory Church Grand Prairie. You can stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by using at Victory Church GP. If you have any questions, would like to access our online resources, or would like to sow into this ministry, you can visit us at www.victorygp.com. You can also text to give. Just text 587-207-4387 and follow the prompting. Thanks again for joining us at Victory GP. Reach. Teach. Mobilize.